I want to uh, start off this segment of the program talking about how the government, the feds, put their foot on the gas when it comes to speeding up the goal to get us all into electric vehicles yesterday. They announced by 2035 that all new cars and light trucks sold in Canada will be electric. And this is moving the goalpost up by about five years. Here to talk about it, he's been on the show before, Daniel Breton, President and CEO of Electric Mobility Canada. Welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Well, nice to be here. So besides the fact that BC is under an oppressive heat dome right now that points to climate change, why the rush with this target? Well, because uh, the International Energy Agency is saying that we have to move a lot faster regarding climate change. I mean, we have a very... uh, Good example of that, what's happening in B.C. and in Western uh, United States uh, and all across the country, actually, you know, the weather is going nuts. Uh, and, but it's also about the fact that we want to accelerate electric vehicle adoption because it will create economic opportunity for Canadians. Because more and more we will be uh, making uh, electric vehicles, electric vehicle components uh, from B.C. to uh, Atlantic Canada. So that's why there's a great economic opportunity there as well. How ambitious is this target of 2035? Well, it's it's among the most ambitious in North America. I mean, some European countries are even aiming for 2025, like Norway, which is way ahead of everyone else. I mean, already right now, 80% of their new sales are EVs now. So uh, so they're ahead of everyone, you know, but uh, 2035, I think, is quite ambitious. It's aligned with Quebec. It's aligned with California and other states. And there are rumors that the U.S. federal government might come up with a ZEV regulation like the one in Canada. But what I find really impressive in the yesterday's announcement is when Minister Wilkinson said that not only do we advance the target five years, but we will support that with regulation, which is new. What does he mean by regulation? What would that look like? Well, uh, too early to tell, but I mean, there is there's a question of a ZEV mandate, like there is one in BC and Quebec or in California for that matter. Can you expand so on what talking, that is? Well, very simply, it, it, it mandates the car manufacturer to supply and sell a growing, a growing percentage of electric vehicles uh, per year. So let's say uh, in 2025, right now they are mandated to sell 10%. They are not mandated. Their target is to sell 10% of electric vehicles in, five, in four years, 30% in 2030. But that might be uh, part of a regulation that will mm-hmm. mandate them to sell that amount by 2025 or 2030. If they don't meet those requirements, uh, they might have to pay a penalty, or if they sell more than the required amount, they might get a credit from the government or through exchanges with other manufacturers like we are seeing in Quebec right now. I love that. Ambition is great, but follow-through is really important, and incentivizing things really does help uh, when yeah. you're looking for results. So I understand that they're trying to incentivize. The uh, federal government have already poured about uh, $600 million into a rebate program, but the plan is that they are going to expand this rebate program to get more of us convinced that this is the this is the way to go. We should be investing in EVs. Do we have any indication of what that looks like? Meaning what type of incentive? Rebate program, yeah. Well, uh, no, it's too early to tell. I mean, Minister Al-Gabra, Minister of Transport yesterday, mentioned the fact that 
they would probably have to go to a different category. For instance, let's say you would buy this new uh, Ford F-150 uh, Lightning, the electric pickup truck that will be coming to market. According to the present program, it's not admissible to the rebates. So I think that we'll have to broaden the programs to make sure that light-duty light trucks or uh, SUVs are admissible because, let's face it, 80% of new cars are not cars. <laughs> They're light trucks. So mm. if we want to make sure that Canadians adopt electric light trucks, well, we have to make sure that they, uh, they can get advantage of this program as well. Do you think that as more of us get into EVs and uh, we know that light trucks, you say, are one of the biggest sellers in the country, they're one of the most popular vehicles. Do you think that as those light trucks become EVs and are uh, extended into some sort of rebate program, that we'll see even more of us that wouldn't normally drive these light trucks getting into a truck? That's a very good question. I mean, you know, there's always a difference between what we need and what we desire. <laughs> So, right. uh, so uh, I mean, for me, uh, I, I asked, I talked to some of my friends saying, guys, it's not because a new electric light truck is coming to market that you have to buy it. Let's say you're a lawyer, for instance, because I had a conversation with a lawyer friend of mine, but, uh, but it can happen. Uh, but honestly, between us, I've, for, for the past 20, 25 years, I've been telling people not to buy too big a vehicle for their, for their needs. It seems that my message doesn't work really well because people are buying bigger and bigger, you know, light trucks and SUVs. And actually, some car manufacturers have stopped making cars altogether. So it's really complicated for people who want to buy a smaller vehicle because there's less and less of them. I think we've we've bought into the idea that, that an SUV might be somehow safer. Yeah, which is not always the case, actually. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but I can understand that some people with bigger families or for their work, you know, they might need a bigger vehicle, which makes total sense. But yeah. uh, but the idea is here is the fact that a lot of people buy light trucks. Those light trucks emit a lot more GHG emissions than cars in general. So what that means is that if we get them to be electric, well, it's a win-win, meaning that people will get the vehicle that they need or want. Mm -hmm. And we will lower the greenhouse gas emissions more because people are switching from gas cars to gas light trucks, which means that even though the light trucks are more fuel efficient than they used to be, when you switch from a car to a light truck, in the end, there's not much savings on GHG emissions. Do you think Canada's positioning themselves, in, in, and especially in Ontario, as possible leaders when it comes to uh, moving ahead and the creation of EVs and, and building EVs? Because I know the Ford plant... Uh, has announced some pretty exciting news there yeah, recently. Absolutely, I think Canada's positioning itself in a good way, and especially uh, in April, if you remember, President Biden and Prime Minister Trudeau announced that they would work together on uh, uh, on uh, zero emission vehicles, uh, battery uh, battery incentives, and battery plans, and uh, critical minerals as well. So, I mean, Canada is positioning itself in a way uh, to make sure that we don't. You know, we don't, we're not left behind because right now Europe is, is advancing in a big way. Uh, China, Korea, Japan as well. So if Canada still wants to be a player, it has to move forward like it did yesterday. So that's why it's a great announcement because it's not only for GHG emissions and air pollution. It's also good for the transition in clean jobs. If the goal from the Liberals is to get, you know, all of the new cars and like trucks uh, sold by 2035 being EVs, 
I can't help but think, okay, people are going to be looking forward and, and adopting, uh, an electric vehicle as the mode of transportation moving forward. I mean, we're going to change hearts and minds with announcements like this and with incentives and, and rebates that will be forthcoming. But what does that do to mechanics? Will they have to learn essentially how to fix a, a brand new type of machine? I mean, how different is an EV at the end of the day from an internal combustion engine? It's quite different, actually. It's a lot simpler meaning that there's a lot less maintenance. So, uh, you know, I suspect that some mechanics won't have that much of a job anymore in five to 10 years from now, ex except for those who decide to adjust and, you know, make a specialty of uh, maintaining and fixing electric vehicles. And it's happening right now. We are seeing that across North America, where we have garages where the mechanics are specialized in EVs and uh, and there's a great market for it, but it's it's going to be I mean an even bigger transition than the one we saw maybe 20 or 30 years ago, when we started having computers in cars, and some mechanics would say you know I want to adjust to that you know to me I'm gonna, I'm working with carburetors and old school mechanic mechanic, but uh, well we have to adjust to new technologies I mean who would have thought 10 years ago that Blockbuster would go down. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's just it's just a transition in technology. It's a technology disruption that's going to be as important as we've seen with smartphones or computers or internet. How confident are you that we can meet this target that the uh, liberals are setting for twenty thirty five? I'm very confident for a technology reason um, because uh, most most car manufacturers have announced that they were transitioning to EVs between 2025 and 2040, which means that when big OEMs, big car manufacturers are saying, we are transitioning, we are doing the transition and starting building more and more electric, partial or full electric vehicles between now and the next five to 10 years, I'm confident. The issue here is the fact that since more and more countries around the world are getting more stringent on regulation, we need to have regulation ourselves to make sure that we have enough access to these electric vehicles. Because right now, if you go across the country, mm -hmm. most electric vehicles that you can find on dealers' lots are either in BC, Quebec, and to a lesser extent, Ontario. But when you go outside of these three provinces, it's really hard to find electric vehicles on dealers' lots. Why is so we that? We have to have enough supply. Well, I mean, because right now, most car manufacturers cannot meet the demand so they will sell they will send the electric vehicles to the markets with the most stringent regulations so for instance in quebec we have a stringent regulation in bc as well so that means that when the car manufacturer look at the number of vehicles that they have available for any specific market they will send them where there will be a penalty if they don't sell enough so that's why people can hardly find electric vehicles in many areas of Canada. Right. That's so that's why, why you know, a penalty would be effective. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Yeah. Across Canada. Um, is yeah. there one of, one of the points that we haven't touched on, Daniel, I think it's an important one, is we're going to have to see major government investment if they want to reach these targets for infrastructure across the country, especially, yeah. you know, in Ontario, uh, where we have seen adoption of EVs. But you still, you're not seeing as many charging stations. I mean, Doug Ford decided to put the kibosh on the Liberals charging stations. So they're going to have to get on it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 
well, things are getting better, though. Uh, in the last few months, we've seen a lot more charging stations being installed across the country. But there's more work to be done, especially uh, in very remote areas or in downtown areas. Because uh, it's uh, actually people tend to think that most people who buy electric vehicles live in the city. It's, it's more actually about rural areas and the suburbs because have, people have a driveway or a garage, so it's easy to plug the car. Mm. When you live in an apartment building, it's a whole different story. So that's why we need to have more infrastructure in downtown areas, but very uh, far away remote areas as well. I live in the country myself in Quebec. Uh, we have a lot, uh, a lot of my neighbors have EVs uh, because we already have 100,000 EVs in Quebec right now. But, I mean, there's more work to be done. I mean, the, the four pillars of, of uh, EV adoption is basically infrastructure, uh, rebates, like we have right now, regulation that was announced, that were announced, uh, that will be announced in the next few months because they will be working on that. But there's another one that's very important. It's education, because a lot of people tend to have all sorts of misconceptions about electric vehicles. You know your thing about electric vehicles. So what do you think is the biggest misconception that you'd like to people to clear up so people walk away with with proper knowledge today? Well, uh, the fact that people say electric vehicles are too expensive uh, or the fact that in, in Canada, because it's a cold country, uh, it's really hard to manage when you drive in the winter. And, and I would say that uh, people think they don't have enough range. But between 2011 and now... We went from an average EV having 100 kilometers of range 2011 to about 150 kilometers of range in 2016 to 400 kilometers now and probably six to 800 kilometers five to 10 years from now. Amazing. Daniel, thank yeah. you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I, I expect that, you know, with the regulations forthcoming, that we'll talk to you again. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Have you as well. Daniel Brenton is president and CEO of The Electric uh, mobility of a Canada.